We got track news for you. News you can use to wash away your blues. We got track news for you. What the fuck you gonna do? What the fuck you gonna do? It was announced this week that Volkswagen has built a Star Trek captain's chair that goes 12 miles per hour. Um, That's sort of, perfect, though, if you get like a um, a DUI and uh-huh. you can't drive a traditional car. Yeah, because like when I uh, where I uh, grew up, there was a guy who had so many DUIs he drove his um, his uh, riding mower mm-hmm. to the liquor store after oh, that. That's awesome. And so I can imagine like if you had so many DUIs, your uh, car is taken away that you mm-hmm. can just drive this this uh, captain's chair. So that's great. Yeah, that good. that is good good for those people. Although yeah. it doesn't look like it's like terribly off road available. It's definitely like an office chair. So. As a marketing exercise, the automaker claims to have built an office chair that not only looks like a Star Trek captain's chair, but uh, can also drive around the office on its own five wheels at speeds of up to 20 kilometers per hour, roughly 12 miles an hour, Mm. uh, blisteringly fast for a seat, much less one with several swiveling wheels. So they're just kind of like casters. Okay. Um, Yeah. So the company says it can travel a distance of 12 kilometers, uh, roughly seven and a half miles on its swappable battery. So you can carry extra batteries with you and uh, travel around on this chair if you want to. Yes, seven and a half miles is in a great range though, right? No. Um, like I can see maybe using it around the house or something. That seems what it's made for, right? I I mean, I, I think it's it's just an exercise and can we? I don't I don't think they're actually like really making this as a product. Oh, that they're gonna oh, sell. oh, oh, oh. I don't think so. So, um... Hmm. Uh, that's not all, though. It's got more amenities uh, than a lot of cards, including uh, 360 degrees uh, collision avoidance sensors, a backup camera with full guidance, a heated embroidered seat, party lights, a touchscreen display, a USB charger, and a tow hitch. Hmm. Uh, what are well. you going to tow with it, though? Um, like, what towing capability does it have? Well, another office chair, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I could see, like, yeah, like, what's its load capacity? Like, it's going to eventually, like, evolve into being, like, one of those six-foot-tall trucks that people drive that are just, like, completely unreasonable. I mean... That get, like, eight miles per gallon. <laughs> if if my office chair is any indication, its load capacity is unlimited. Because <laughs> I come all over it. And shit into it. Yeah. Like you think there's a bottom, there's an uh, there's an opening at the bottom, but there isn't. No, it, just... <laughs> it looks like it looks like mesh, but it just goes into a void. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Play-Doh machine, <laughs> just like there's a whole bunch of squares <laughs> <laughs> plopping out the bottom. Oh, that's horrible. Uh, it also has uh, LED headlights, a seatbelt, and a horn. Uh, there's even a trunk, or it's actually just really a pocket with. 0.17 cubic feet of space for documents and or a laptop. Um, this seems very, too extravagant for a chair. Yeah, but it's a, it's a moving captain's chair. Yeah, like what? Yeah, what's the practical use? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there's nothing that even says it's real. Like we have the pictures of it, which is the. I mean, anyone could have made that though. And like, yeah, Volkswagen is, as we know, a lying company. You know, they were caught up in the big scandal almost a decade ago now of, like, just completely lying about their, uh, you know, uh, the, the fuel ratings on their vehicles. Oh, really? I didn't yeah, hear yeah. about that. Yeah, their whole, like, uh, eco-diesel and whatever thing was a complete lie. Mm. 
Yeah, it was it was wild. There was I'd expect more out of a Nazi fund. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, company. yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you know, Fanta does good work, so mm. some some good things come from the. <laughs> wow, Ooh. I'm not saying that. No, no, yeah, Hugo Boss suits look really great. Yeah, <laughs> on a dead man, on a dead man. Um, yeah, so that's uh, I don't know. Um, if you could turn anything into a in a car or like a, a vehicle in your life, what what would you do? Toilet, a traveling toilet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, would it like? Because I've I've had many times well, where, you, it's, but you it's, have to like dock it into into like you know running water like no, sewage. At no, some it point. just it just falls at the bottom. That's disgusting. <laughs> you would be a public menace. People would be like, uh, it's the shitting guy again. Chase down the shitting guy who's shitting all over the neighborhood. There's been many times where I've had some dire emergencies where I needed to get to a toilet immediately and it's there's been a toilet in sight. I've, and I've never had anything like that. You need to take a long look at what you're putting <laughs> in your body. Because nothing like that has ever happened to me. Like I, I sharted for the first time in my life, like a couple years ago when I was mm-hmm. like deathly sick yeah like and i this never happened to me before yeah. I, just, I don't understand like so many people are like yeah i shit my pants is like a 30 year old i'm like excuse me people do that still like damn dude like what do you eat and they're like a oh, fucking pbr uh, uh, you had a premature defecation yeah uh yeah that's sort <laughs> of like a, a pants shitter apologetics right there yeah. in this <laughs> But see, like a, a toilet would eliminate all those problems. I could just be driving down the down you know, the street. You, and you then... know what? They kind of do make a vehicle, a, a portable toilet. It's called a, an adult diaper. <laughs> you know what? I'll look into that. I definitely one time bought uh, uh, one of those like um, um, pee things that are like for people that are like in, in hospital beds and stuff. Like, oh, they, like, like a day catheter thing? Not a day catheter. It's just like a little thing that like has a closed opening you can just piss into. I never oh, used okay. it though. I just had it in my car just in case. Well, just in case. Because <laughs> sure. there were times where I would be like driving and quickly just like pull the side of the road wherever and just piss. Yeah. I mean, that's that's <laughs> what I'd always do. Yeah. Like I've always, I guess I've been fortunate enough to live in places where you can kind of do that. There's yeah. like so many places with like you know those those like roads that are just like a but or towns that are just like one big road. Yeah, like you can't do that there because everything's like a fucking chain store. Oh yeah, when I drove down to see my brother in California, mm-hmm. like um, like uh, I was taking five all the way down there, and then like that's nothing but like uh, farmland forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so like I was yeah. just spending lots of time just like pissing and, and staring out into an open field. Yeah, for miles. Yeah, it was, it was nice. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I mean, that's that's fine. Like in Alaska, you could like pretty much pull over anywhere, take a piss. Mm-hmm. Because like people just like pull over in Alaska cuz they'll decide to like, you know, make their own trailhead or whatever, take a hike wherever and just do whatever wherever. Or at least when I was growing up. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it's different now cuz everything's different and mm-hmm. fucked up. Um, but like, yeah, I don't know. It's it's like I prefer to just like live in a cool urban place where like you have to scramble to find a public restroom because everyone's <laughs> afraid that like you're gonna do heroin in the restroom yeah that's what sucks about like uh like places like san diego and shit where mm-hmm. it's just like they have um coin operated toilets to keep you know because they want to i mean it's anti-homeless shit right well, you know? I, like i mean that's basically 
downtown Seattle. Like, yeah, I have a map in my head of all of the public <laughs> restrooms in downtown Seattle, and there's got to be a dozen, maybe. Yeah, like basically, you have to be a customer to use any any restroom mm-hmm. in most places. Like, yeah. like Target has one downtown. The convention center still has one. They closed most of them, but they still have one that they let people into. And there's always people passed out in there. <laughs> see, uh, this is why, see, this is just proving my point that uh, we just need drivable toilets. <laughs> I mean, no. <clears throat> How about I posit this to you? How about a toilet, like, for for a car, a car toilet? Mm. The driver's seat or or maybe one of the passenger seat automatically converts into a toilet. Yeah, and there's like, you just press a button and like a little like a uh, thing goes underneath you and then you just go directly onto the onto the street <laughs> you have a really big thing about like just leaving your shit in public like well, it's, that's, like, that's it's like it's you, okay if, with... if, if the car collects it then you got to drain it yeah <laughs> yeah but, but you're you're you keep saying like oh it just falls out wherever you're going and like yeah. you have to be driving on a you're you're i'm assuming you kind of have to be on a road with these things because mm. you know it off it's you're not are you gonna have an off-road toilet with like big old off-roading wheels. Yeah, why not? <laughs> you, should, it'd be great if you got like a lowrider toilet with hydraulics. And yeah. Yeah. You know, well, what would you turn into a car? A car? Um, yeah, and like I, I, I have the toilet idea. What would you? Yeah, yeah. What would I turn into a car? Um, I mean, I don't know. Chairs are are a pretty cool idea. Um, yeah. Like. I'm just thinking of like different like surfaces that are comfortable to sit on. Like maybe a couch would be kind of fun to make into a car. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, my bed. There we go. I'd make yeah. my bed into a car. Mm. Uh, but it'd, it'd be like enclosed. But like I'd love to like be able to drive around on my bed. And it's about the size of a car, right? I think that's yeah. that's about that should my bed would probably be street legal if it had mm-hmm. wheels. I think. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like you could have someone else design. Um, a self-driving technology that isn't Elon Musk, one that actually works. Oh, true. And then you could take a nap and then like oh, wait, wake up at wait, your destination. Wait, wait. Elon Musk doesn't design anything. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, it, it's, it's, it's it's he didn't it's he didn't even design the the self-driving tech that doesn't work. He paid <laughs> other people who are smarter than him to mm-hmm. design the tech that doesn't work. Yep. And then uh yeah, so it, and have you seen those videos of like them testing? Like they test a lot in Seattle like the self-driving technology. Yeah. There's, there's videos mm-hmm. of those My car- favorite one is it like driving over like plastic children. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, they test them on which I think is insane. They, they test them on the road. Test it on real streets. Mm-hmm. There like there's like a there's a video where they're going underneath the uh, monorail mm-hmm. in uh, downtown Seattle and like they're fucking like almost plowing through groups of people and the guy the driver has to be like oh nope and has to quickly grab the wheel <laughs> to keep it from just like murking all everyone on the thing i mean i i i don't want to sound like an accelerationist or anything but i feel like a a tragic event almost needs to happen for us to like be like what are we doing? Like, oh yeah, I mean, we are putting way too much faith in like whatever's happening. Yeah, that's like, a, that's why I think is wild. Like, there's no legislation that's preventing mm-hmm. this from happening. Like, everyone's just like, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, so we're just like have full faith that this drive that this self driving technology is well fine to roll out well, and put directly onto the street. So there's, I'm gonna be honest. There's a lot of problems therein in talking about legislating tech. 
Yeah. Because you have several different groups here. You have people who understand tech. Mm -hmm. You have people in political office. And those two people are, are just separate circles. It's Venn diagrams. Mm -hmm. You know, basically no one in office understands tech. But also consider this. Basically, no one in tech should be in office. No. Have you ever <laughs> met a person like in tech, like a tech bro, and you're like, oh, this pe person's like super reasonable, super cool. Mm -hmm. I would like trust them making decisions for groups of people. No. No. Exactly. <laughs> Never happened to you. Never happened to me either. Like, and I, I know a bunch of, I met a bunch of tech bros. Yeah. But it, friend, it, yeah. But it is just funny. Yeah, we're just going to roll this thing out that's possibly going to kill people. <laughs> We do that all the time, though. I mean, yeah. like, you know, fucking, fucking the FDA approved FenFen. -fen, yeah. Uh, that killed, like, fucking half of a generation of children and gave them birth defects and shit. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. You grease the right palms, you get anything approved, man. Like, yeah. and, and we know for very certain that Elon Musk is lobbying and greasing palms. Oh, yeah. He, and plus he gets so much um, subsidies from the government and everything yeah. else and contracts. So, uh -huh. yeah, they're just like, yeah, sure, do whatever you want. Yep. Super duper. Super duper. Well, if you do, if like that would be though a good thing, just like a self driving bed. I would yeah. love to. I mean, I, 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 some, I like to multitask. I often, you know, uh, sleep while I drive. So, yeah. like, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, if I could do that in an actual bed and not worry about crashing my car, mm -hmm. that'd be great. And you know what? <laughs> so, so here's the thing is like, I, uh, masturbate a lot in my car. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't masturbate in my bed very often, but I like it when I do. And I'm mm. like, this is a very nice experience. It's like sensual. You get like romantic. You get to really feel yourself. And you're like doing constantly like have your your hand crossed over, like controlling the mouse while you're masturbating, mm. you know? Yeah. Have, you, have you like like you have a nice, you have a candle lit and then like. Oh, yeah, know. yeah. My like <laughs> my, my, my Spock prayer candle now available at Soytrek.com. It's very romantic. It sets the mood. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> very logical. Um yeah, yeah, good times though. So I, I'd like to masturbate in my bed car is what I'm saying. Mm. More so than my car. And, and, I don't, there, and I don't there would like be no masturbating in my car. It's just, you know, you get a case of the hornies, you know, you're stuck in traffic or like stuck in front of the uh the crossing guard at an elementary school or <laughs> Yeah, because there would be no privacy curtain. You right. would just be out you'd just be doing it, you know, for all for the Lord to watch. <laughs> Yeah, that's. I mean, and it makes me. I think it'd be a big tinted dome. Okay, I, that's what I'm oh, imagining. Yeah, that, that would be. Yeah, that would make sense. Or, I, I was just or, imagining a bed that's just or, like, or it being just like basically like the chassis of a car. Just like there's a mattress in there instead of any seats or anything. Uh, okay, and like at the foot of the bed is that's where the the pedals are. Maybe mm. I don't know. I don't know how you drive it is the problem. Unless maybe like there's like a, a steering wheel or something that comes from above. But then mm. I don't know how you do acceleration and braking unless it was uh, – you've seen how, like, little people drive. Some of them have the, the little controls on the, mm -hmm. the wheel yeah, um, stuff like that. Yeah, or people like a, without legs. I mean, sometimes it'd be that. like, you know, a video game. You know, just like, yeah, yeah. you know, lots of people dri do driving games. And stuff like yeah, that. there's a lot of cool accessibility stuff now. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, like the, the field of accessibility when it comes to, like, gaming and, and, like, vehicles and stuff like that is a fascinating field because it's looking at, like, personalizing things and, like – you know, taking handicaps and, you know, making it so you're making... Handicapable. Yeah, you're making folks more <laughs> able through, yeah. like, the use of technology and, like, making things, like, custom-made to them, which I think is fucking cool and mm -hmm. really interesting. Yeah. Really cool field of And then we can just adapt that so we can we can uh, have a, a driving bed. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Moving on in Trek News this week, 
according to an article by trekmovie.com, props and costumes for Star Trek Picard seasons one and two are going up for auction. <laughs> Who's going to buy this? Um, uh, you know, people are. People, so, people do, there's people who do like that. Yeah. So when the third and final season of Star Trek Picard uh, arriving in February, Paramount is saying goodbye to what they have left over from the first two seasons of the show. An online bidding auction of props from Picard is taking place at the end of this month with bidding starting uh, this week. Um, so Paramount Consumer Products and Experiences has teamed up with Prop Store for the first ever Star Trek Picard auction. With over 300 original costumes, props, set decorations, and behind-the-scenes memorabilia from seasons one and two uh, will be offered. Uh, so here's a quote from uh, Prop Store VP Chuck Costas. He says, quote, Prop Store is thrilled to be offering a selection of amazing items from the first two seasons of John Luke Picard's return to television in Star Trek Picard. In addition to a number of props and costumes that reflect Picard's past, the auction has a selection of pieces from old and new characters such as Q, mm. Seven of Nine, Guinan, mm. Agnes Gerardi, <laughs> Ra- everyone's favorite, Rafi Mus- Musiker. I I never mm. learned her last name. Uh, Cristobal Rios, Dodge slash Sohi- Soji, and of course old adversaries such as the Borg and Romulans. Highlights from the pop props uh, going up for auction include uh, seven of nine light up phaser rifle from season one, okay. which has an estimated uh, price of eight thousand to twelve thousand dollars. No thanks. Nope. Uh, Romulan mother of all disruptors from season two, which is estimated to be six to eight thousand mm. uh, dollars. Brent Spiner's daughter framed painting. With uh, the back turned from season one, estimated at six to eight thousand dollars for painting from the series, which I think that that's fair. <clears throat> like a painting makes more sense than a rifle, unless you're the thing. The only thing that makes sense, besides like really deep collectors, but that doesn't even make sense. Mm-hmm. It's like museums. Yeah, like you know, like the Sci-Fi Museum here in Seattle. If they bought a bunch of this stuff, yeah. that would make sense to me. Yeah, that's where I saw. Um, uh... Spock's uh, spacesuit from uh, Star Star Trek motion picture. They had that there. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, sick. Yeah, they've had a a ton of really cool exhibits there. I've seen Mm -hmm. a ton of... They used to have, like, a Star Trek, like, um, rotating exhibit. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it's been around for a while. No, I went, uh, I think, think right before COVID hit. (laughs) And I didn't see it. I was just like, no, where is it? So, um... Next, we got uh, General Jean-Luc Picard Confederation Combat from Season 2. Ooh, did they have the painting of uh, the, uh, what was it called, the uh, the Sky Razor or something, like the, from the evil dimension, whereas, like, the, um, the, uh, the, the uh, evil Enterprise. I don't just... see that on this list, but, I mean, there's 300 props, so mm. this isn't a full list. Um, well, I, like, saying that as, as if I could afford it. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, yeah, right. I got $8,000 just right around. Right. Uh, next, we got the Confederation Timeline StarCore Static Handheld Phaser with Belt and Holster from Season 2, which was something from just that one episode. Um, four to $6,000. Uh, next, we have Young Jean-Luc Picard Skeleton Key from Season 2 from Episode 9, I think, the worst episode of all time. Um, Ooh, do they have the skulls of, of like, the uh, of Gold Ducat and stuff? 
Mm, I'm not seeing that here. That would be uh, sick as fuck to have, like the yeah. uh, like the Frangi skull and like. Uh, yeah, that would be sick as hell. God, that would be awesome. Uh, next, we got um, Narek. Narek's impossible box from season one. Uh, that's that's the fake meat box. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's that thing right there. Oh yeah, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, the little puzzle yeah, it's, box. Yeah, it's, it's like gonna summon a cenobite. The Romulan Cenobites. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Oh, man. <laughs> Honestly, like, yeah, fucking um, Hellraiser in the Star Trek universe could be sick as fuck. Honestly, yeah. fucking Patrick Stewart would be a sick-ass pinhead. Yeah. Sick-ass pinhead. Uh, let's see, what else we got here? Uh, next, we got the Romulan Black Ops Sneak Attack Static Open Dual Disruptor from Season 1. That's, mm. a, com- that's a mouthful. For yeah. Three to 5,000 bucks for that... Fucking prop, no one remembers. Uh, next, we have yeah. Is is are they starting off that? Can they go lower than that? Because I don't know if anyone's gonna. Yeah. Right. Uh, next, we have the Soji and uh, Dodge necklace from season one. Do you remember? That, yeah, that necklace sucks. It does. It's <laughs> three to five thousand dollars. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. What's it even made out of? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, next we have something you could easily just make yourself, uh, a Chateau Picard wine cask from season 1, which mm. is 2500 to 3500 bucks. Um it's whatever. I'm not sure if like StarTrek.com still selling like the Chateau Picard wine. Uh yeah, I don't know if they are or not. I mean, I assume they are. That's probably pretty profitable for them. Yeah, but they I know just I buy they... some cheap ass wine and throw that on there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just like the two dollar wine, no nah, next the two buck chuck. <laughs> uh, next we got something that I think is actually probably the most interesting thing on here. We got um, and these are gonna all gonna be costumes here. We have uh, a costume mm. from Agnes Gerardi, the Borgotti, uh, stunt Borg queen costume. So it was mm. her stunt doubles costume, six to eight thousand dollars. You know, you know that you know must smell crazy in there. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> this is probably all just like sweaty. Yeah, I mean that that Borgatti pussy smells <laughs> like smells like wet dog. <laughs> um, so next we got Admiral Jean Luc Picard's stunt Starfleet uniform with after production made com badge. Hmm. Whatever, five to seven thousand. Next we got our very favorite character. Elnor, Ugh. his stunt doubles Romulan warrior costume with stunt uh, Tan Quonk sword from season one, three to five thousand. Nah. Uh, next, Jean Luc Picard's stunt leather jacket costume with La Serena combat from season one, three to five thousand um, dollars. And then I think the only authentic costume that's not a stunt costume in here. The Guinan meeting with Jean-Luc Picard costume from season two. Uh, the Whoopi Goldberg one. Oh, so the she, she would, she would have, uh, does it have the hat? Uh, I assume so. Hmm. It's not pictured, but yeah, that one's actually listed at twenty-five dollars to $3,500, which is crazy that that's like kind of the, the least expensive one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, hmm. Yeah, if uh, if you could own anything from Picard season one or two, what would it be? Mm. Rafi's vape pen. <laughs> Rafi's vape pen. Get the snake weed. Mm, I didn't. Nothing really like stood out to me on that thing that I would think I would really want. I mean, I guess besides 
season one. Uh-huh. I mean, the, all I, the problem too is like they didn't use any models or anything, so you couldn't choose any cool models. Like, yeah, it's all like, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to think back to like all the big moments and like none of them had like cool props or anything really. They had that dumb screwdriver that fixed everything. Mm-hmm. I think that happened in the, like the last second to last episode or some shit. Yeah, um, I mean, all I can really think is from season two that I just I just want the skulls. <laughs> yeah like yeah this, the skulls are sick like you're the, right the, yeah the, yeah like having like a ducat's skull they should sell that like, like yeah. a, just like a mold of ducat's skull honestly a shirt with that would look sick as fuck yeah oh like uh like ducat's skull and then like uh but with the misfits logo or or uh <laughs> or it says ducat's or, or or uh the metallica font and it says like uh cardassica Cardassica. Or, or just Cardassia. <laughs> yeah. that'd, that'd work in the Metallica phone. Yeah. yeah. That'd be sick. Um, yeah. Uh, if you could own anything from Star Trek at all, what would it be? Damn, that's a good question. Everything. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I definitely want, I definitely want, uh, of course, like uh, my own uniform. Uh huh. Uh, they don't make them in size, piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> how about how about the moo moo? <laughs> oh, definitely a botleth. Oh yeah, bot- and a mockleth, that- like a functional one. That'd be sick. Yeah, that- it- I always feel well, like I'm, I'm talking about like one specific thing from the from the series. One specific thing? Yeah, yeah. If if you could own anything from the Star Trek universe, like one prop. One model, one costume. Mm. Hmm. Uh, I mean, one of Denise Crosby's defecations while on set, <laughs> if you so choose. Just, just her pants, just and unwashed. One, one, <laughs> um, one of uh, Ethan Ethan Phillips' uh, sounding chopsticks. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I think I would like to have Quark's bar and just like live in it. That would be cool. I would actually like <laughs> maybe I would, a Dabo table. Yeah, I would love the like the whole promenade from from DS Nine. Yeah, just like live on that. No, yeah. <laughs> that would be cool. But but one 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 object. One object. One object or costume. Nana, what would you have? What would I get? Yeah. Um, I bet Riker's uniform would fit me very well. Actually, yeah, I think so. I think we're like yeah, the exact same size. Mm-hmm. Uh, or were season one. Um, I, uh, I mean, Kaleesa's Batleth would be fucking sick. Yeah, that would be good. That would be so fucking sick to own. <laughs> uh, an Enterprise D model or the Earth Space Dock Station model? Hmm. The second one would be sick as fuck. Or a Klingon Bird of Prey model, the one that they used for like all of the original Star Trek films. Hmm. You know, I did see that went up for auction was uh, mm-hmm. Riker's boy toy outfit that he wore when he went to like the planet where the oh, where like males in, are objectified. Um, like on the on season one. Yeah. Oh, I love that shit, dude. The horny Riker outfit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. I can see. I can see you rocking that. I Just... would. I would rock the shit out of. That. I. I mean, I don't have any body hair like. Uh, yeah. Like um, you know, uh, Riker does because I shave it all. He off. was so he was so happy to wear that. He was like, oh so yeah, stoked. he was he, yeah he, like. He, the scenes, like both him and Marina Sirtis, are like cracking up the entire yeah. time. It's great. There's a lot of scenes like that. You can tell that, like him and Marina Sirtis, like 
crack each other up. Like oh, they're yeah. always having fun on set, mm-hmm. and I I really like that dynamic, which is why I actually find them believable. Like as a, a yeah. in universe couple, is because they actually like have great chemistry together. Mm-hmm. Like as people, yeah. like you can tell that they like each other as people, which is really neat. Yeah, I can see that. And gen and gen genuinely and generally, like by the end of like Star Trek TNG, you can tell like the whole cast are like friends. Mm-hmm. You know, they they mesh super well together. They have great chemistry. They just especially, melt. Especially so. now that we're we're we've been following them for almost forty years now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they they like you can tell which ones are friends and which ones aren't. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is which is fun. Yeah. yeah. And I will actually talk about which ones are friends and which ones aren't. Uh oh. A little bit, a little bit. But first, um, we are going to talk a little bit about this. According to an article by Giant Freaking Robot this week, uh, the next Star Trek movie is in trouble, says Zoe Saldana. Now, uh, a couple months ago, it was taken off of um, Paramount's. Uh, list of movies that were upcoming. It was originally slated for December of 2023, mm. uh, but the most recent director dropped out and they just removed it entirely uh, from their production list. So, um, uh, in an interview interview with Deadline, uh, Saldana indicated scheduling wasn't the only issue with the new Star Trek movie. Although her return to the Avatar franchise uh, with Avatar The Way of Water took up much of the conversation, the state of the next Star Trek found its way into questions with her most recent interview. Uh, She said, quote, I think as well, it probably has something else to do with the project, she said, Uh, but I know that we're all on the same page, that we would love nothing more than to be able to come back. Uh, Saldana did not elaborate on what she thought the something else was holding back production. Um... The eagerness for all involved to return to the franchise was encouraging to hear, although scheduling concerns were mentioned since the start of development over three years ago. After losing its director, uh, the film was pulled from Paramount's release schedule over the summer. Saldana, however, says the cast was ready to move forward, uh, saying, quote, We were in touch with J.J. Abrams, and we were trying to sort of see if we were going to be able uh, to do it this past fall. Uh, I don't think it was possible, she said. However, despite Paramount's eagerness to get another Star Trek movie made, trouble emerged in pre-production. First, director Matt Shankman left the project to helm uh, Marvel's Fantastic Four movie, a much higher profile project that's probably going to fucking suck dick. Oh, yeah, and you know it's going to fucking suck dick. It's always going to suck dick. <laughs> it's like... all, all the f- fucking Fantastic Four movies, except for the very first one done by Roger Corman, suck dick. Oh, yeah. And that one sucks the biggest, funniest <laughs> dick. It's... I, I cannot recommend the original Fantastic Four from, I think, 1994 mm-hmm. enough. It is so fucking funny. If you can, find yourself a copy. If not, just uh, hit me up. I'll send you one. It's it's incredible. That, that's what's the thing is, like, Fantastic Four, I think, at mm-hmm. this point, just feels very dated. Yep. Like, the whole concept of that. Yeah. So, um, instead of Star Trek IV, uh, the Brad Pitt movie Babylon now occupies the December 2023 release date. Uh, that it once had. Oh, Babylon 5 movie? Uh, no, yeah. it's just called Babylon. Oh, oh It's Babylon 1. <laughs> it's, it's a prequel. It's That's going to be the fifth movie Oh, in the yeah, because of course it wasn't called Babylon 1. It was just right. called Babylon, the first one. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, so the current state of Star Trek feature films comes after the last installment, Star Trek Beyond, vastly underperformed at the box office, sending the film series into limbo and causing the actors to move on to other projects. 
even though it made over $150 million domestically and over $343 million worldwide, that was far behind the previous film, Into Darkness, which brought in nearly $229 million uh, domestically and over $467 million worldwide. It's mm, interesting. Yeah, right? uh, I think I think Beyond's a better movie, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, it is. It yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a different kind of movie, though. It's less of a sci-fi movie is the thing. It's yeah. less of a Star Trek movie. It's still good. Uh, regardless, Star Trek Beyond, eh, no, no, that's the the fucking writer's opinion. I'm not going to read that. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. Do we even need a, a fourth Star Trek film at this point? Like, it's it's been dropped by four different directors. Like, if you remember, Quentin Tarantino was uh, attached mm. to the project forever ago. Yeah. I was looking forward to it then, but this is just like, eh. I don't know. I mean, we, we have such, we're, they're building out the story so much in like strange new worlds and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we need all these extra stories, especially in a separate timeline that's going to like, I don't know, confuse new fans. Yeah. It's going to confuse new fans. I mean, what, I mean, when did Beyond come out? Uh, God, I want to say 2013. Yeah, that sounds about right. Cause yeah, I feel too much time has passed at this yeah. point. <laughs> like, um, That's a great 2016. Film. 2016. That, okay. seems, that seems odd. Six years, and they it was yeah it was it was scheduled to be seven years after, which I don't think there was ever seven years between any of the original TOS films, were there? I don't think so. No. Yeah, I mean, or the long, TNG films. Yeah, so it's, it's a, a long time for like people to change. And, yeah, because also I remember in like Beyond, like it's um, it's a uh, Kirk's thirtieth uh, birthday. So I mean, right. Um, yeah, I don't know, like. I, it would be nice. I I I beyond kind of won me over, like mm-hmm. to the whole like um, uh, Chris Pine, Zachary Quinto, yeah, universe. I mean, I I I, I don't love the universe, but mm-hmm. I do like the cast. Yeah, the like, cast is the cast is very good. Yeah, the the whole cast like shines. Like mm-hmm. in in as much, I actually think everyone in the cast is basically better than their counterpart, except I think Ethan Peck, at least in strange new worlds does a pretty good job at Spock. I and think I him, like uh strange new worlds. You her better. Uh, yeah. I was just going to say yeah. Zoe Saldana is fine. Yeah. Uh, I like her a lot. And I'm glad that, uh, she mm-hmm. has to talk about a new avatar movie. So yeah, I'm still um, on that. But, uh, what's her, Sealy something I think is her name. Uh, the one who plays the new Uhura in mm-hmm. strange new worlds. Yeah. She is, a. Uh, in my opinion, one of the most beautiful people alive. Mm-hmm. Like she is gorgeous. Yeah. Like I just like looking at her. Yeah. 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 She's awesome. She's she's uh she's like super queer on t- Twitter too. Oh, for real. And and like <laughs> keeps on like tagging writers and being like, "Let me kiss a girl" and stuff like that. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> time to take out the masturbation car. <laughs> oh yeah. Time to close my blinds for Star Trek time, baby. Um. Yeah, but uh, uh, I don't know if we need this. What I'd actually really like to see more is maybe a Strange New Worlds film. Yeah, yeah, or, I think we've discussed it before. sit on it a couple, couple years or something. Like, basically any franchise except for, I mean, they should have probably made a film out of Star Trek Picard Season 3. I think yeah. that would have maybe made more sense. Yeah, uh, but I don't know. We'll see what they do with that. Yeah, like, I, but yeah, Stranger Worlds already feels so cinematic, and you can do a lot with that. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I would, yeah, I would like. And a also, movie. fucking Anson Mount. Like, yeah, he rules. Like Chris Pine, <laughs> awesome. But yeah. like Anson Mount, 
Mm-hmm. Like as much like as much as I love Chris Pine, I think he's great in the role of of Captain James T. Kirk. Like Anson Mount is like a new generation of that. He's like the same age as Chris Pine now too. So, mm-hmm. and I just he's he's just so good. Like, mm-hmm. come on, come on, come on, give us an Anson Mount film. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's, it's interesting. Yeah, because like yeah, that's yeah six years since the last uh, Star Trek film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're due we're due for one. Yeah, but I mean it's not even coming out in 2023. So I mean the soonest we'll ever see it is 2024, 2025. So it's like yeah. At that point, you know, nine years. Jesus H. Christ. Yeah. I wonder if I wonder if it's because of like um I don't know, all the Star Wars movies. Yeah. I mean at that point the the cast will be old enough to start just completely rebooting like Star Trek the motion picture. Yeah. You know, certain Chris Pine will have a girdle on. Yeah. And at at that point, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch will be like as old as Ricardo Montalban. Oh yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately he won't have the the chest because he just takes like I mean, he's, he's, he doesn't work out like. He Wait, does. they didn't. They, I can't remember. They, did they kill him off at the end of Into Darkness? I think they did. Yeah. Did they? I think they just took him. Cap. I think they just put him on ice. That's right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. So yeah, he could return. Yeah. Have a. No rep. one wants him to, but he could. Yeah. Yeah. He was. He was awful. And it was. It was so <laughs> stupid. Like they. They just like played their whole. They gave away the whole reveal and all of the marketing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like he is not con. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He's definitely con. And he does yeah. the whole thing. I am Khan. Yeah, that was that was pretty sick. <laughs> so, and then he has like magic, magical healing blood that um, brings a uh, triple back to life, and then um, and then he and he brings uh, James T. Kirk back to life. Hell yeah! <laughs> Doesn't make any blood. Sense. Yeah, um, it's blood magic. You yeah, don't, blood you don't magic. know. You you're a white boy. You don't get blood magic. Ah, damn. That's some voodoo shit, dog. We don't we don't get that white. That, that, that only belongs to British, like Benedict Br- Cumberbatch. British, British, blood pudding and blood magic. <laughs> um, so finally in Star Trek news, we need to have a talk. Uh oh. About Robert Beltran. Oh shit. Back on October fourteenth, his uh, co-star in Voyager, Tim Russ, who played Tuvok, posted a meme on uh, on Twitter. That uh, says it has uh, like Hitler marching in front of some troops, and it says, "Your daily reminder that fascism is much worse than inflation." <laughs> and uh, Robert Beltran responded with, "I quote: Two reasons not to vote Democrat." <laughs> Thanks, Tim. People did not like this. No. People very much did not like this at all. Um, so uh, a lot of people came at him for this. Um, let's see. Gosh, there's so many responses here. <laughs> uh, I did like I did like seeing like him. Um, he was also name searching himself and finding out who was making fun of him. And, yes, and he, he was, like, he was, was. hunting down people. Yeah, so uh, here's so uh, empty inside at section 31 says, Well, RIP childhood, I used to feel bad whenever Janeway roasted Chicote, but not so much anymore. And Robert Beltran responds, I think you've got a long way to go yet as a child, <laughs> which is just like, dude, what, what are you doing? Uh, Dan Sato uh, said, Wow, that's really disappointing. Robert Beltran responds, 
suck my dick. This <laughs> was a. Uh, then really, you should go somewhere that's less di- disappointing to you. Very simple and easy. Next, uh, we got uh, Shane Kenny says, "No, Robert. Two reasons not to vote Republican. Fixed it for you." Robert Belchan responds, "says Yeah, but I'm not a Republican or a Democrat. So fix it for yourself, my friend." <laughs> Which like. Like, if you're going to come in, he's just being a fucking contrarian here, right? He's just being a dickhead, and it's obvious he's a Republican dickhead, and he's going to vote Republican, but he's like, I'm not a, I'm an independent, but he's going to vote Republican, which is why he, he came in saying- I'm a free thinker. He's like, I'm not going to vote Democrat, is like one of the first things he basically said, and everyone's like, wait, what? Why? Because like, coming in and saying that is admitting you're a Republican. Mm Mm-hmm. And also, like he was, he was tying both inflation and fascism to being a Democrat, which no nobody that that's anywhere near the left like thinks that. I don't think Democrats are fascists. They're like, I mean, corporate fascists in a way. Yeah. But like, I mean, comparatively to Republicans, yeah, neolibs. Yeah. Yeah, and like, uh, yeah, I mean, it's all. It is interesting, like, to see like them have. <laughs> have this little spat like i wonder if like like i always wonder which which of them hang out which uh crew members hang out and i'm guessing him and tim russ do not <laughs> no no if anything like maybe roger uh robert beltran hangs out with um dwight schultz and uh what's her face uh Bellana. oh that's true Bellana is a republican yeah You're totally right and uh Kess, because she exposed herself to children <laughs> yeah. so they're all kind of in the same group there right yeah think um yeah so here's another one uh brooke uh says thanks for letting me know you're a fascist because that's all republicans are these days no agenda no leading they just want to take more rights away from people robert beltran responds okay bot <laughs> which is a great move yeah that is, that is like the move like if uh, if any negative criticism is instantly because like there's a um there's somehow like this intelligent AI that hunt that that hunts res- you down that, that responds yeah. with uh, negative comments. Yeah, this, this, yeah, this this guy who's been on fucking Twitter for like <laughs> nine years and has like forty thousand <laughs> tweets like about like a thousand different things. Yeah, definitely a bot. Definitely a Defi- bot. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I've I've been accused of being a bot before. Uh, I I have too. Yeah. <laughs> so, someone's yeah someone. Uh, accused me of being a um like a russian disinformation bot because yeah. i basically said that uh you know the media in the US is basically state run media just like it is in russia yeah like because of our system of access mm-hmm. and because basically corporations have to be aligned to no uh, no politicians have to be aligned to different corporate interests it's mm-hmm. the other way around yeah um and so like you know it's it's all a corporate line yeah, uh, yeah, I got it, got it because I made fun of Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> Hamilton is dumb. Alexander Hamilton was a piece of shit. Yeah. Aaron Burr was cool. Was I mean, comparatively, much cooler. Like, yeah. much more anti-slavery, much more like progressive. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I do Ham- have Hamilton th- is fucking bad history, and it's a dumb play. I do have theory that yeah, Hamilton is just an op. Yeah, <laughs> because just like a way to make. To get people like in line with like the founding fathers, make thinking they're cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, it's it's a way to make like neo libs love fascist founding fathers. Yeah, um, it's stupid as hell. It's like, yeah, let's make it a let's make it a hip hop, 
Uh, you know, you know. Yeah, um, that's the thing. Having like people of color play mm. like slave owners, <laughs> like people who were right. just giant pieces of shit. Mm-hmm. And that's why I don't know if you saw like that. Um, the uh, the British uh, Romeo Excuse and Juliet. Me. British. British. Uh, Romeo and Juliet. That's set the dur- only Romeo and Juliet, right? <laughs> no, no, no. But set during um, Nazi Germany, oh, where no. it's where it's um, where it's a, a Nazi and a Jewish uh, woman that fall in love, and it's like in Romeo and Juliet. And also, all the people are just going to be played by um, by people of color. <laughs> so there's going to so- <laughs> what? What is this? Where you didn't hear about that? Yeah, no, like, this is amazing. Uh, yeah, and also, and then they got him under fire because then they uh, for for the Jewish actress, they weren't weren't uh, taking any uh, Jewish actresses. <laughs> oh. That's an amazing series of decisions, and honestly, yeah. I, I applaud that. That is stupid. Yeah. I love I love art that is just like throws caution to the wind and like is like we're just gonna do this and not ask any questions and then everyone else is like this seems like a bad idea and they're like no 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 art art no art no just have some black nazis it's fine <laughs> yeah uh so uh ian lemke says to rubber beltran so you're making a joke that helps the actual fascists you know the party of which over 60 percent deny the results of our last election so kidding aside are you a fascist because you're sure acting like one, which I think is actually fairly reasonable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Beltran says, fascist, really? Wake up, dude. I'm not <laughs> the one criticizing free speech. Hell you're yeah. still here implying I'm a fascist, but you're still here. Get it? Okay. I don't. That's, 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 uh, I don't, that's airtight logic. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> Um, next I'm week, surprised he didn't respond like just like lean into the Chakotay thing and respond to as Chakotay, just be like, like uh, my ancestor said you're a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so next we got uh, Kolb Tron says a person of Mexican descent supporting a Republican is like a Bajoran voting for Gold Ducat. <laughs> Which I was just like, oh, please don't do this. <laughs> I, I I really really hate it when people like. It's fine in like a meme or something, but like mm-hmm. when people like make direct connections between like the politics of Star Trek and the polit our politics, I'm like, don't don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Robert Beltran responds, "So I should just eat my taco, shut up, and do what you want me to. Ooh. I guess you'll be voting Borg." <laughs> no, that 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 reply actually slaps. Yeah. <laughs> Next, uh, John Marr says, if you need a reason not to vote Democrat, you're probably a bad person. Mm. Mm. Republicans have slid down into lies and oligarchy at an amazing rate. But I guess you can cash those Voyager residuals and just not care about America. Oh, like, yeah, like he's getting a lot of money from yeah. Voyager residuals. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, it's it's not profitable enough for them to even, like, uh, remaster. Like, yeah. Like, there's no way he's, like, making a ton of money off that shit. No. Like, like def- I mean, definitely, like, conventions and shit, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but, that's why they do, like, a lot of those yeah, conventions. Yeah, that's why they charge fucking 25 to $50 to take a picture with them. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I got, I, I bought a, I got a signed photo from uh, Jeffrey Combs for, like, $20. Nice, and we got a... I mean, for the price of uh, going and sitting through his dumb Broadway show. Yeah. Uh, we Dumb bro- I loved it. It was dumb. <laughs> it was objectively like, why is he doing this? 
Because he's doing his own thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. It's just like, that's not what he's known for. He's just like, I'm going to take my notability and do what I want. Yeah, I don't think we knew what we were expecting when we went. No, I was not expecting like a storyteller. Uh, well, that's another story for another time. Yeah, um, I liked it. I was entertained. So, I would go again. So Robert Beltran um, <laughs> says, uh, okay, bot. <laughs> okay, bot. I'll respond in your language. No, did he really? Did he really go get an overhaul? That's that's okay. All right, he's 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 becoming he's a, he's a good poster. <laughs> Here's another one. MD LaFrance says, "One, how are the Democrat responsible for current inflation when it's a global phenomenon and even higher in other countries?" Great point. Mm-hmm. Two. Well, I mean, but at the same time, Democrats and Republicans are both responsible because it is almost nothing but insane corporate profits doing this. Yeah. 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 I mean, it would be the same no matter who. (laughs) Um, So, two, how can you equate Democrats with fascism given everything that's transpired over the last five years? Democrats did not try to subvert democracy. And Robert Beltran responds. Okay, bot, let me be clear. You need, you need to get oiled or something, but please do something. All right, I've come around. I'm on Robert Beltran's side. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he could be a fascist, and I'd be like, well... <laughs> uh. I mean, I think like if he keeps posting like this, he's just, he's going to be the Republican presidential nominee. <laughs> uh, here's here's one of my favorites. Uh, and Rhea Nieck says, "Yo, Chakotay based confirmed." <laughs> and Robert Beltran responds, "Yo, bot confirmed." <laughs> Shut down. I like he like that guy was complimenting. I him. know he's like the only guy here complimenting him, and he's like, "Bot, fuck you." Because he, he, yeah, he's like he's like what like almost 60, 60 years old. Like he has no idea what based means. He's like, "Fuck you, asshole." Yeah, right. <laughs> like uh, no cap. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so next uh, we have Emperor Philippia Georgiou parody account. Says, damn, based Chakotay, and before you call me a bot, Mr. Beltran, I'm well aware this comment is in jest, but I agree with your point that fascism will prosper in a one-party state regardless of which one it is. And Robert Beltran says, we agree, very cool, Emperor. <laughs> um, all right, and then I'm going to close it out with, uh, with like the pinned, it's not the pinned comment, um, but... He says, uh, this is the only one like responding to Tim Russ. And the thing is, mm. Tim Russ did not respond to any of this. Wow. He has not responded to any, anything That's... Robert Beltran says. I don't think Tim Russ likes Robert Beltran. No. Now, and also, that's like that's actually like the best way to respond to trolls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is like just, not, re- not respond to yeah. them. Like this, this whole thing blew up. And I can guarantee you like cost Robert Beltran a lot of business. Like – like there will be a lot of people who will think twice about like getting a, a picture with him at a convention now. I mean, of course, yeah. there are going to be some conservative people who are like, "Based Robert Beltran." Um, I mean, I I wasn't I wasn't like uh, running run running to my car 
to get a Robert Beltran. <laughs> yeah, like, Ch- Ch- oh, Chakotay is approximately nobody's favorite character. <laughs> no, like even yeah, he's even, no one's comfort. He's no one's comfort character. No one's just like, oh, I love. Chakotay. Oh, I'm gonna watch Tattoo or uh, <laughs> Spirit People again today. Oh, yeah, it's like you know, every time it's a Chakotay episode, it's just like, oh god. Yeah, I would much rather watch like Threshold because at least that shit is funny as hell. Yes, it is. It, I, it's awesome. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and so we're gonna close out on this one. Uh, Robert Beltran says. Uh, couldn't resist taking the Mickey out of my old buddy in jest. Inflation is hurting millions of people, and fascism can prosper when you have a uni party, neither Democrat or Republican, governing unchecked. The American people are smart enough to sort out what is best for them. Which is the dumbest statement I've ever heard in my life. The American people are not smart enough to sort out what is best for them. <laughs> That's why we had the Civil War. Yeah. Because America could not figure out what the fuck to do with themselves. And there was a great contradiction in our culture and in our way of life and the foundation on which our nation was built. And we still have those contradictions. Oh, yeah. We're we just, have more contradictions oh, like yeah. with capitalism. and, and Oh, just, yeah. And like tech has is like shown us even more contradictions, especially with the scalability of business. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, like, the way we thought about capitalism before no longer makes sense. Even East India Trading Company could not think about scalability on this level because they were actually providing a product. They -hmm. couldn't just, you know, create more slaves out of thin air and sell it to more people. Um, You know. And now we're, yeah, now it's like, yeah, we're moving to the whole digital thing, you know, Mm -hmm. like, you know, seeing what, seeing like what, uh, what we can, uh, you know, what real estate and, everything we can sell and that you know it's got just failing you know nfts and like the metaverse <laughs> houses and oh, stuff like God. that yeah i mean and just like you know the, you know it originally started as like a you know you know capitalism saw as like the internet being like a vast landscape where you know it, there's nothing nothing but no uh no scarcity at all that they can but they can force an artificial scarcity on and then it turns out oh yeah you can't <laughs> no no you really can't unless it, i mean there's, there's just like certain laws ways people behave and they just want to re-engineer all of that and they can't yeah. do it no they can't do I've it seen, i've seen i've seen uh you know probably get to it but the eight dollar twitter account. oh yeah the twitter and and, <laughs> and like uh, meta like the, yeah, the, meta. the the fucking you know the the, the fantasy land that fucking you know mark yeah. zuckerberg has spent 80 billion dollars on now yeah and just like just it's taking a fucking bath no one uses it because it's yeah. a dumb idea yeah and it, it actually like literally cannot work the way he wants it to on the existing arc architecture of the internet no it's like he doesn't he made this envisioning something that actually isn't feasible on the systems we have in place yeah and yeah because i think he probably saw yeah we're moving towards um uh working from home mostly Mm -hmm. and then but then still have that office culture and and um and surveillance culture that's part of a part of going into an office and to make sure that you're being watched and monitored constantly. So it's just like, like, Oh, I I feel, I filled a gap here. So, so you like people can still show up to work and still have a boss, like even worse now, because then like, you know, there's probably like every single actions being recorded. It's like they're mandating you like having to go to work and like talk to the the dumb bitch or asshole you have to deal with every day. And it's like, I was more productive when I did not have to deal with that bullshit. Yeah. Like yeah. I mean, silly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, we love Robert Beltran taking the Mickey out of his old buddy in jest. <laughs>
Yeah. We're going to start using that. Taking the Mickey out of my old buddy in jest. But actually, you're saying, like, you know, he's probably going to lose, you know, people asking him for an autograph. I think I'll go to him for an autograph as long as he can do, like, the bot impression for me. I want to hear him go, like, boop, 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 boop. I want want him to call me a bot and then just Uh do, like, the boop, 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 boop. You got to be like, you're based. You're based, <laughs> Mr. Beltran. He's like, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck My people have a saying, go fuck yourself, yeah. bot. Yeah, my people have a saying, fuck you, dude. Uh, yeah. I'll meet you in the parking lot. I'll <laughs> meet just, you in hell. I'll just get my ass kicked by Robert Beltran in the, in the, in the, in the convention parking lot. Yeah, are you meeting him in the parking lot and he gives you a handy in your car? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> my people have a saying, pull it out. It would be funny to get a picture with him. Yeah. Like I have a it. picture of me getting choked out by uh, Jason. Like, the guy who played uh, Jason Voorhees. Wait, which which one? Uh, the guy... I can't uh, remember. Kane Hodder? Yeah, Kane Hodder. Okay. The, I, new, the new Jason. No, no, no. Uh, the other Jason. Oh, the older Jason. Yeah, the older Jason. Like, this is from, like, years ago. Okay. Like uh, I, don't, I don't remember. But, like, yeah, like, uh, that was an interesting interaction where he just, like, put his... He, he like, legitimately was, like, choking me. <laughs> like, Did I you- came... So <laughs> I was gonna ask if you came. Wow, you took the the thoughts right yeah. out of my dirty mind. But yeah, yeah, like it was that was an interesting experience where it's just like, yeah, just getting like he put his hands around my throat and like really squeezed, and I was like, oh my god. And uh, so yeah, like I think like getting like also being called a bot and mm-hmm. pulled the fuck off by Robert Beltran's my next yeah. big celebrity encounter. Yeah, that'd be pretty <laughs> cool. Uh, any anything else you got? Any other comments, news, views? <laughs> That's been Trek News for the week. Trek Thanks news. for joining us, bots. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>